the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No soup for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back because we love this stuff. You love this stuff. Who wouldn't? It's Seinfeld. This is an episode we are so excited to get to. Finally, we, of course, are talking The Contest, season four, episode 10, first aired on November 18th, 1992. Corey, my man, give us a synopsis. Like, I don't even know if we even need to talk about the synopsis <laughs> because it's such a famous episode, but you should give it to us anyway. I don't want yes. to break format. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, although you did without uh, announcing our names, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck, I'm Adam. <laughs> you were, I'm Corey. You were so excited to get into the contest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's all good, buddy. Um, all right. So the contest uh, description per the DVD box set. Uh, in this classic Emmy award-winning episode, Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer enter a contest to see who is master of their domain. And that is all it needed. That, One sentence wow. culminates everything right there. And it, tell, it's, it says so little, but so much. <laughs> kind uh, of like the show itself. Much like the episode itself. All right. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot that we could say about this episode, but we'll talk about it as we break it down. Um, but we, per usual, we start off with a stand-up bit. This one about your uh, your parents having sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got full body shivers. Gross. Yeah, um, especially you and I, because both of our parents have been divorced for a long, long time. This yeah. is like, can't, I cannot fathom. Cannot fathom what that life was like back then. So crazy. Um, so yeah, Jerry gets into it. Uh, you don't really want to visualize your parents having sex. It's a very uncomfortable thing. I mean, you know in your mind that they've had to have sex at least once to have you. But, you know, you still kind of maintain the the image in your head uh, of, well, you know, I don't know. I'm not positive and I can't prove it. I think that's uh, very, very applicable. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, uh, that's why I think if I found out I was adopted, uh, that would really come off as great news. I'm adopted? That's great. I'd be happy to hear that. That means technically it's possible that my mother and father are really just really great friends. I mean, sex is great, but you don't want to think that your whole life began because someone maybe had too much wine with dinner. <laughs> I, I like that one. That's a good one. Bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely a good sentiment. But um, I, I have one little kind of annoying comment just like because I like to poke at things. Did you notice during that stand-up bit there was a weird angle that they used that they cut to? It was kind of a high beh- behind-the-head angle. They've never used that before in any of his stand-up bits, but they cut to it at some point and I was – I was like, what the what the fuck is this? I don't like this. No bueno. Like, yeah. why are you giving me this weird angle? Yeah, and, and I always have to have it with subtitles on, so I'm really just kind of writing the subtitles mm. down as it, as it goes. <laughs> I fa- I've, over, what, uh, three and a half uh, seasons, essentially, I figured that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And uh, so I don't actually get to see too much of the scene, but I did notice what you were talking about, that shot. And I was like, huh. That's ugly. Okay, and it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was it. It was ugly. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh-huh. And now I will nitpick that again. The box set uh, DVD box set description does not use the Oxford comma with the end. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Ox- Oxford comma for life. Exactly. Hashtag Oxford <laughs> Hashtag. comma for life. Uh, all right, we start off at Monks, where uh, Jerry and Elaine and Kramer are all sitting together. Um, they have this kind of strange conversation about uh you know do they do laundry for prisoners of wars and for captive people and things like that <laughs> um yeah just kind of you know the classic seinfeld humor where they're talking about a random thing whenever you go go into a scene uh, george comes in and apparently his mother caught him hmm. you, oh know. You, <laughs> you know you know you <laughs> know yeah <laughs> and and i mean i gotta ask have you hmm. ever been caught um i well, I, I want to say not not on purpose. 
Well, I don't think, I don't so. think anyone, I don't think anyone yeah. wants to get caught by their parents <laughs> on some purpose. People, no, 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 no. I don't think I don't think I ever got caught. I mean, I'm at I'm least not sh- that you, you're able to. Not verify that I'm sure. Me. I mean, I'd be shocked if she never found any of the crusty socks <laughs> under <laughs> the bed. Or I think I I, I have a, a vague memory of I, not being caught, like, but I think I fell asleep. At my grandparents' house, with my dick in my hand on their on their couch, I think. No, I was like, wait, too much information. Because I, I I was sleeping over at their place, and I think I was sleeping on the couch, and I think I woke up, but I woke up with a blanket over me. So I think, uh, and I don't remember putting the blanket over me they, in bed. They put it but, over you like like a dead body. They just put it over you. I know that's such an embarrassing comment, but I think. That's a, how. All right. How about you? Please tell me one of your embarrassing uh, masturbation stories. <laughs> I can't. You killed me, bro. You killed me. See, I, I, I don't think I, I. I don't. I wasn't awake if I was caught. I think. I think. I think my poor grandma just. Had to, like, she was like, "Oh God," uh, and that was that. Oh, oh God, I'm so hot. And I'm sweating. I, that's my assumption of what happened. You know. Because I woke up with a blanket, and I sure, sure as hell, I don't remember oh. going to bed with a blanket. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah, no, the short answer is no, buddy. I've never been caught. <laughs> well, that's not a good... Uh, come on, man. Don't leave, uh, don't no, leave me hanging. I, I, I will say this. I will say this. Um, I think a... And again, I think a similar situation happened uh, when I was living with some roommates, and I think I did the deed, <laughs> and I passed out, like, as, as most guys out there will tell you, that happens, and uh, I, I do vaguely remember that my door was kind of, like, sort of open. My roommates weren't supposed to come home, but my door, like, if you walked right into the apartment, you would see right mm. into my room immediately, <laughs> and uh, I... I 99.9% sure that my door was like cracked enough to see in. And then when I woke up like a couple, like an hour later, you know, all groggy, yeah. uh, the door was closed and, uh, you know, like, like the thing was yeah. still in my hand. So, uh, yeah. you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I was like, okay. And I walk out, my roommates kind of looked at me a little slyly and I was like, okay, all right. We won't ever yeah. talk about this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. yeah. If it so. helps, I was, I think I was only like 14 or so at the time. So it was, when, it was at the time when you can't stop yeah. playing with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I was probably about 22, 23. Still about the same time you can't stop playing with it, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've oh, got man. so much to talk about. That Actually, what a perfect little, you know, segue into it. Because George, you know, he got caught. He's at his mother's house, which is uh, the somewhat hilarious thing here. Uh, when I was watching with my wife, she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing it in the, you know, in his mother's house. Because at this point, George doesn't live there. Yeah, yeah, he's still living wherever that apartment is. We only ever see the room. Yeah, so, so she was like, you know, not to say she was, uh, uh, oh, she was understanding it how weird it was to get caught at someone else's place. And I was like, honey, you have no idea all the weird places <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> like, oh God, yeah, you don't oh, stop, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's yes. no, I know, especially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that is something I can comment on. Okay. Uh, uh, as as an as an only child with like a single parent, I had to go places, you know, uh, uh, for long stretches of time. And uh, yeah, and this was of course back in like the you know like mid nineties, early nineties, whatever. So like it was okay to sort of leave your kid in in Barnes and Noble while you went off to the different part of the mall, and you know, Barnes and Noble had those <laughs> sex books and shit. You know, it's yeah. just I don't know, man. God, I was a horny kid. I was I was a horny yeah. kid, and. You know, like, like once you turn 18, it's like, I I feel bad for the kids nowadays because there's so much porn readily available at your at your fingertips. I do believe that my imagination is stronger now because, oh, yeah. like, as a kid, I had to just envision so much. And my detective skills are so much better now because I spent, like, 70% of all of my free time trying to find some sort of nudity. You know, any yeah. little bit of nudity I could find. And, th- and then you go from there. I have a feeling the kids these days just... They can't do anything without um, their phone or, or, you know, they have to like if I had to, I could do it from scratch with my imagination only. Mm-hmm. It's going to be and it'd be 
fantastic. <laughs> and sometimes the imagination's the best, you know? Oh, Honestly, yeah. use your imagination, guys. Have yeah. fun with it. But that being said, that being said, I have used a Glamour magazine before, so I know uh, where the George is coming yeah, from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think I've used exactly Glamour, but I've used similar. I've had similar enough situations. Yeah, Cosmo or, or Sears oh, Catalog. God. Oh, Sears Catalog was a Can, gold mine sometimes. So we're a little bit. Oh, yeah. Some of the bikini section, the summer, summer mm-hmm. catalogs. Yeah. All right. I want to go ahead and apologize to our listeners. This is a little too late on that. I should have given like a big old spoiler warning. We can't talk about this episode without talking about like that and yeah, relating yeah. it. So if this is too much for you to handle, skip this episode. You know, we understand. Uh, we understand. We're not going to be upset. Um, but yeah, you're going to get two two boys talking about the <laughs> shit the boys do. And I'm sorry. I, yep. Yep. It is what it is, you know. And even though, you know, these two boys are quote unquote men now, uh, yeah. it, the, the great thing about watching this show is that it does bring us back to that time. And that that is kind of like what we enjoy doing about it because it puts us in the mindset of when we were horny, horny little boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gross, Dude. gross. No, I mean, I don't know. Horny, Whatever. horny men too. Yeah, uh, all right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. So... On the masturbation discussion, I just want to go ahead and bring this up now because it is such an important part of this episode. They never use the word masturbation. They never say jerking off. They never say, you know, shaking the one-eyed willy or whatever you want to say it. They never use any of those easy go-to comic euphemisms. They just... They dance around it and they do such a good job, which makes it so much more effective because they're talking about it in a broadcast television setting, which, you know, if they used any of that kind of stuff, they would have been flagged or something. Mm -hmm. But it's so much funnier that they have to dance around or that they and that they are dancing around the discussion and they just go, you know, or, you know, and then they later on, they kind of reference it as, oh, are you still master of your domain? Not, you know, have you done whatever have you nutted yet <laughs> you know yeah, exactly like, none and, of that and, stuff and, yeah and that's what it would be nowadays like and, and you know of course like this show would probably be on like uh straight to netflix or something and then they can cuss on it no problem uh my wife is watching a sitcom that's on netflix and it's uh it's you know straight to netflix i think Mindy kaling produced it called never have i ever and it's it's quite good but i'm always a little bit shocked when uh, a 30 minute sitcom can say shit and fuck in it and i'm like oh yeah i was like I, oh it almost feels like cheating to me you know like 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 if you're going to do a 30-minute sitcom, I, I like to keep it in the, the, the confines of a 30-minute okay. sitcom. I, I want to to add to that discussion. There is this new um, cartoon out from the guy who does Rick and Morty, mm. and it's on Hulu. And I've seen ads for it, yeah. Okay. Uh, Keisha and I gave it a shot last uh, week or whatever. Maybe it was earlier this weekend, whenever it was. Um, her and I, neither of us are big Rick and Morty fans. We're just not. We gave it a shot. Didn't do it for us. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to give this one a try, and we watched it, and I one, could not get into it. I just did not find it funny. But two, I also found they just overused expletives for no other reason than, hey, we're on streaming platform, mm-hmm. and we don't have to do the confines of being on cable um, where we're having to block some of that stuff. So they just like – I think foul language – you know, I love foul language. I say it all the time. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a fan. I can't help it. Um, and if you but, listen to uh, me and Tess on the ongoing <laughs> comic book discussion yeah. podcast, the episode that Adam was on a couple of weeks ago was our very first uh, explicit I, episode because I he tried. couldn't. He could not drop the f bomb at least eighty times. I <laughs> in, tried in one ninety-minute episode, and then yeah. Um, so it's a problem, <laughs> but, 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 I, but they, they were, they were using it for effect right. or dramatic effect. They were just saying it for no other yes. reason, just because they could. Yes. And, and, I, and I, I didn't find that funny. And I totally get where you're coming from. And you know what? I, I, I honestly, I think, um, a lot of times artists, you, you think that an artist would want just carte blanche to go crazy with, mm-hmm. but I think a, the best art comes from within confines. And, you know, we're, we're, I'm obviously talking about sitcom writing here as being an art form and, you know, the, the humor, like you said, the humor 
of this comes from how they masterfully dance around mm-hmm. the topic itself without actually saying it. If this was straight to, to Netflix, they just would have said it and the entire episode would have been neutered by yeah. the fact that they could have used expletives or whatever they wanted to say. And I also find it funny that uh, just a couple episodes ago on the Cheever letters, I was shocked at how explicit and sort of blue those were. This mm-hmm. feels even that this feels even tamer compared to that. And this whole episode is about masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So uh, George explains to everybody that, yeah, he had to uh, rub one out to uh, a glamour bag. I don't know. I just, I mean, they, they don't say it in, the, in yeah, their we episode, can say it. so I'll just say it all. Um, and his mother saw him and she fell. And I, you gotta love the, the little back and forth that they had of, I don't know, oh, she, he could tell that, you know, kind of slow motion, she could see that she was going to fall. So he either had to zip up or catch his mother and he zipped up. Of like, course. How could, how could he go get to her in, in that state? Like, that <laughs> you is, can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't go running after your mother with a full-on boner exposed. You just cannot do that. You have to let her fall. You'll have to let her hit the ground. Yeah, I'm all for. Uh, I'm with George on this yeah. one. I, and so. and I, I'm, I'm. I'll probably interject some 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 quotes or something. But man, this entire conversation is so on point about mm. everything. Yeah. All right. So she uh, he had to take her to the hospital. Uh, apparently. She's in traction, which I had to look. I, I mean, I've heard everyone said, oh, I've yeah, heard what traction, traction is. But, yeah. So um, the de- definition of traction is the action of drawing or pulling something. Oh, wait, no, that's a different thing. All right, that's, that's traction as in like. <laughs> <laughs> like car traction. Yeah, car traction. traction. <laughs> Shit. <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'll look up in track. Traction is in orthopedics. Okay. Mm. Uh, refers to the set of mechanisms for straightening. That's not right either. I, well, it didn't look like anything was happening to to sort of straighten her back, but we'll we'll, we'll discuss that when we yeah. get there. But yeah, they it, George says that she's she's in traction, and like you, it's a term I've heard a gazillion times, but have absolutely no clue what the process is to be in traction. And I'm just talking to sort of buy my my partner <laughs> well, time here while he's. This, I mean, <laughs> according to the Medicine Plus. Medical Encyclopedia, traction means pulling on a part of a body. Most often, traction uses devices such as weights and pulleys to put tension on a displaced bone or joint, oh, such so it's as like, a dislocated shoulder. Essentially a popping it back into place or working yeah, I guess it back so. into place. Okay. Well, I don't know if what she was in was traction, but I, I did sort of feel bad for the Estelle actress uh, for having to, to sort of be there with her. Legs wide open, <laughs> you know what I mean. Essentially, I'm so happy to see Estelle for the know, first time, know, man. We're not even there yet. I know. We're not I even there wait. yet. Let's get I, to I it. Can't okay. wait. I'm so excited. Right. I love Estelle. <laughs> so George sets off pretty much the premise of this entire episode when he says, "Well, I'm never doing that again," and that starts off this whole bet, this whole contest uh, between them of like, you know, oh, how long can you last? Um, and they all decide, you know to do $100 to who will last the longest. Elaine joins, and all the guys are like, no, no, no way. It's so much easier for a woman not to do that. And and maybe it's because I'm a guy. I'm not trying to be sexist. I just know how horny I am compared to my wife. I kind of believe it. I mean, yeah. I, I, no, no. I guy, guys are just and, – and I the, the more I talk to more guys who are also married – we are just inherently more horny. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, everything that they talk about in this scene, uh, I just wrote down random, you know, stuff like Kramer's like, you know, uh, she asked like, why do you have to do it so much or whatever? And he's like, because it's there, right? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's so freaking true. Uh, and then he's like, we have to do it. It's part of our lifestyle. It's like shaving. And then uh, I think uh, Jerry says that. And she's like, well, I shave my legs, you know? And, he, and Kramer goes, not every day. And it's like, it's... <laughs> All of those things are so true. It is yeah. a part of my lifestyle. And no lie, guys, I work from home. I'm full-time podcasting and everything. And how do I take breaks in between editing duties? Well, <laughs> I take care of business. That's how. Because oh, no. it is a part of my life. I schedule it a part of my day. And there's nary a day goes by that I don't take care of business. So if you're having any editing problems, it might be sticky keys. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I had to go there. I'm sorry. I'm like gross. My gross humor is probably going to go <laughs> And we're out. (laughs) And again, if I'm sorry, if anybody needs to skip this episode, I get it. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) totally. Don't give us a bad rating for this one. Yeah, please. We're having fun here. (laughs) Um, So Elaine has to put up some extra money, uh, $150, and they do a whole little pinky swear. And so the bet is on. 
Uh, George, he's on the phone with his mother at the uh, apartment uh, who wants him to go see a psychiatrist. Very funny. Um, you know, she keeps kind of pushing. It's kind of one of her other things. This entire episode, she's pushing him to go see a psychiatrist because he masturbates. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it's so Estelle. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, I love it. Uh, Jerry is also apparently still dating uh, Marla, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the Virgin from... Uh, last episode. Um, so that's still kind of almost like a two-parter with this one, really, when you think about it. and Like, uh, like almost every two episodes in this yep. entire st- season so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Kramer comes in, and he calls out that there is a naked woman on the other side of the street that you can see from Jerry's window. And so they kind of all go over there, and they're, they're checking her out, and just so smoothly, so slyly, Kramer just kind of whoop, zip, turns around, <laughs> walks back into his room. The audience at this point kind of knows exactly what's going on because you can hear them like laughing already. And like, oh, my God. OK. And we we kind of know. Yeah. But all right. So he heads out. Um, and, Jerry and George have a fun little discussion about nudists yeah. at this point. And then yeah. I noted the, the nudist discussion because mm-hmm. I, and I can't pull exact references, but I feel like in the past couple of seasons, we've noticed things that were like, almost like the precursor joke to what they're going to fill out later as in they're sort of mm-hmm. testing the waters. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, like, you know, Jerry's talking about like, you know, uh, do, uh, how, you know, do they cook, you know, nude, all this kind of stuff, a little starting to layer in a little bit for later when he mm-hmm. dates that girl who, who walks around nude and he talks about good yeah. nude versus bad nude. It feels feels like this was them there was a spark of an idea there they didn't flesh it out and they're going to save it for later we've seen that before on the show Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i absolutely i thought about the same thing it made me think of the future episode Mm -hmm. um, which is a another good one so uh, anyway elaine comes in she brings up oh just kind of slightly she's got an aerobics class that she's going to she can tell that the guys aren't listening because obviously they're paying attention to the uh, nude female across the street uh kramer comes in in just classic Kramer perfection right here slams the money down I'm out his his delivery his just mannerisms everything is perfect about his that's one of the best lines and best deliveries that Michael Richards has I'd say in the entire series and can I also add he does a great like sort of facial expression while he's waiting for the audience to to like settle down Mm -hmm. you know and I mean I have I have I have a belief that that what makes you a great uh, uh, sitcom actor is that you know how to sort of wait for the audience and you also know how to like sort of draw out the joke while you're waiting for the audience like not breaking character or mm-hmm. anything um, because you have to you know your character would talk it would not have an audience that it's waiting for I'm I'm it's weird that I'm fascinated by by sitcom acting uh, in in this regard but uh, I will just, I'll just add that he's just yeah he did a great job just sort of waiting for the audience like master craftsman right there uh, in this season, Kramer. And, yeah. you know, well, it's just overall, it's fantastic. Uh, absolutely agree. All right. So now we're down to the other three. They're the last ones there. Um, we cut to the hospital. And, yes, we meet Estelle. Thank Yay. the gods. And it's um, like, it's almost like she's, and I love it because she feels fully formed when we meet her now. Like we've gotten so much build up to her and then yeah. knowing what we know moving forward with her, she feels just, she feels like Estelle, like right out of the gate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, that's exactly what was my next note was she's perfect from the beginning, just yep. immediately how I wanted her. And, and, you know, there is no changing, no Finding her character. Right. Exactly. And no, nobody else playing her uh, for yeah. an episode, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's got a, a great line here where she talks about, you know, uh, she I walked in and found my son treating his body like an amusement park. <laughs> it's just a uh, great line. Now, did, um, you, um, did you notice that she mentions Franks in Chicago? Oh, I didn't. Uh, you know what? That kind of just went over my head. Yeah. Uh, and I just wrote down and wonder what Frank is doing in Chicago. I don't know. What did he do? What did he do for work? I can't remember now. I thought I thought they were both retired when we see them, but in yeah. this season, George mentions them both working. So I'm yeah. not quite sure. Yeah, did he? What did he, he sell? Well, he sells computers at some point. Right. Did he used to sell that electronics or stuff like that beforehand, and then he gets back into it later? I don't. I don't recall because with Frank, it's never about that. Like we know Morty with the trench coats. It's yeah. always been about his character. Frank's. Yeah. Oh, he was a cook. Remember, he was a cook in the Korean War. Yes. But that. Yeah. yeah true. That was, yeah. But that's yeah. Not not quite the same. I don't know. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we'll figure it out when once we meet him. 
Um, or uh, we'll piece that together. Yeah, we'll eventually. piece that together. So um, a nurse comes in eventually. Uh, the the other lady who is kind of across is on this other side of this sheet, this hanging sheet from Estelle. Uh, it's uh, it's six thirty and it's time for her sponge bath, and it is just she's sexy voiced and the nurse is sexy and sexy voiced, and it's just like, oh, uh, it's just just playing on top of the whole. Just the the craving to to want to um, relieve yourself, <laughs> yeah, if, if you will. <laughs> of course, and, I mean he's he's uh, in it right now. He hasn't. He hasn't, oh yeah. Uh, you know they're they're in the contest right now while this is happening. I mean, my God, all of this is so relatable. I yeah. dude, like like I gave up <laughs> that for for Lint one year. Um, <laughs> I and I'm not I'm not religious. I just did it. You, you know, you just do it for things. People like you know I don't shave for a whole month. I gave up that. Uh, for for Lent, and I made it the longest <coughs> I've ever made it, and that was about I'd say eight or nine days, and mm-hmm. I was playing um like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It's one of these top. Oh, I love sort of, Marvel. Yeah, I love yeah. Marvel. Well, do you remember Alliance. how tiny like the character models were? They're not very detailed. Well, yeah, yeah. When I got Electra, I was like. Huh. I just like looked at her character model, just put down the controller, got up, walked <laughs> right to my co- and it, here's the thing. It wasn't it's not even that good looking. I don't even have that much to do with like Electra. I'm not even like a big Electric Electra yeah. fan. But I was like, nope, I'm not gonna deal with this because my brain was like so oh. fucking fucked Dude, up ap- all the time because of after it. After eight or nine days, like just that had to down. Like, honestly, just all of the um serotonin or whatever uh, that gets into your head after that is after that yeah comes to completion it must have been like just the greatest feeling in the world <laughs> that's amazing oh. it was it was amazing but i will say this and obviously this is a, a reference to very very far later on down the road but i did not get any smarter by not doing it for eight days <laughs> of course not uh, well, uh yeah you uh, how are your, are your palms hairy though i can't tell yeah, i haven't yeah, seen exactly. your palms at all <laughs> Oh God! Uh, obviously, George is enamored with this uh, lady on the other uh, other side of the room. Of course, who wouldn't? It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is awesome. Yeah. Um, Elaine is at the aerobics oh, oh, class. Real, oh. real quick, uh, we uh-huh. we just want to throw in. We got to meet, and it'll never come back around. But we got to meet uh, George's cousin. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. I don't and, think I don't believe we meet her again. And I, it's not it's not the cousin he she tries to hook up with uh, uh, later. <laughs> um, the only note the only note that I had about it was that again sitcom acting. She did a great job not laughing because that the, when she was standing there and George is squirming the the crowd is losing its shit. And I was like, you know what? Good for her. She she mm-hmm. stood there. She stayed in character and she delivered her lines. I was like, good job. Good sitcom acting right there. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Elaine at her aerobics class, she finds out that JFK Jr. is there. Um, there's so much tie-ins that they have with Elaine and the Kennedys, and because they've they've mentioned um, was it JFK or JFK Jr. before, uh, and then also now here here's this whole thing, and then obviously later we get the whole when she's working with Mr. Pitt, or she kind of meets Mr. Pitt, um, and he kind of like. The whole, oh, you have Grace, I have Grace, while she's, like, trying for that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mr. Pitt sees her as kind of like the Jackie Onassis kind of looking kind of thing. I don't know. They just they, – they, they keep tying in Elaine and the Kennedys at somehow. Well, I mean, JFK Jr. was a real hot – Thing. Yeah, he was the in, eligible in early bachelor. 90s. Yeah, I, I can't remember when he passed away. I think the helicopter accident. I think it was like 96 or 97 or something. Um, but boy, he was 99. Apparently. 99. He was a like he was on the cover of People all the time. He mm-hmm. was a heartthrob. He was a big time heartthrob. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So we also see Jerry's on a date with um, Marla. Right at this point, he doesn't get any right now. But just kind of just showing that things are progressing. Um, then we get, I think, some of the <laughs> Might best... I add? Hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Might I add that maybe he's not getting any because he didn't walk her to her door? <laughs> you can add that. Absolutely. He wasn't too much of a gentleman. He absolutely yeah. should have done that. I, I get it. Sitcom, is, you know, cameras, setups, yada, yada, yada. But in reality, walk her to her door, Jerry. Come on, man. Yeah, very true. Um, then we get the first of these couple scenes that I think are some of the best that really make this episode as strong as it is. And I'm talking about their sleeping scenes. Mm-hmm. So they just cut overhead of all of them in their different beds, and Jerry can't sleep, Elaine can't sleep, George can't sleep, 
Cut to Kramer, passed out cold. <laughs> like a and baby. This, this is so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's so true. Again, before yeah. I started uh, smoking weed on, on, like, on a regular basis, I cannot go to sleep without smoking now at all. But before that happened, I could not go to sleep without taking care of business. So I <laughs> TCB, totally baby. get it. <laughs> taking care of business. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the kind of thing no one wants to talk about it, but it is so funny. It's so relatable. Mm-hmm. And this episode just nails it on the head. Every, every single part of it kills yeah. it all. At least, hey, at least from a guy's point of view, it does. And, and you mm-hmm. know, like, yes. I, I can't attest to, to Elaine or whatever, but from a guy's point of view, it literally, they're hitting every single check mark for me. Yep. Um, all right. In the morning, uh, Kramer comes into the apartment. Um, you know, he asks Jerry if he's still master of his domain, and he kind of starts off that discussion. Um, Jerry is stressed. You can tell. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Just, I love stressed Jerry losing it. <laughs> I'm dating a virgin. I'm in this contest. Something's got to give. Yep. Exactly. Um, so he's so stressed out about it. You know, he wants to stop the naked woman across the street. Uh, but luckily, Kramer kind of stops uh, him from doing so. He kind of kind of calms it, gets in his way, really. Doesn't really calm him down, but just kind of gets in his way. Okay, uh, so so ta- <laughs> tangent number 100 on this episode. Um, I, I have never had... <laughs> This is gonna sound pervy. I've never had good luck, and I'd live. I've lived in a city. I've never seen anything. I've never looked out my window, and I'm not saying like these guys aren't you know like actively looking in her window. They're just across mm-hmm. the street. So I'd say this is quote unquote good luck, uh, except, right? Except for the fact that Kramer actively comes in and points them sure. to the yeah yeah okay that's yeah so that's creepy. But on a whole. I've never had any kind of good luck seeing anything like that in in my life, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I haven't really either. Yeah. Um, it's you know, most most women, I would imagine, are cognizant of I would hope so. the windows around them, and if they don't want to be seen while they walk around naked, then they aren't. Yeah. But it, I would think that you know, usually they are intelligent enough to know that okay, if the windows open and I am all out there. People might see, and if they don't care, then they don't care. But I also haven't had the um, quote-unquote luck uh, of Jerry and Kramer like these situations. I will say I've had a, I had a funny situation where I was at a, on a cruise. Actually, I was on a cruise with my wife, and it was quite funny, um, where we were trying to find uh, – I think it was one of her other – her sister's – um, cabin wherever she was staying but we were walking around and we we couldn't find it so we were on this like this, this other section and we just kind of walked by and we heard this one lady was scree like like screaming like the top Ooh. of her this was in the middle of the day and then she was just like oh oh, oh. And we were like are you shitting me like oh, i mean for her. while you're on a cruise business yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't my wife's sister it was some yeah, other yeah. random person <laughs> but it, it was just like wow that's awesome i'm um, honestly i was like that's hot shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, good, good for you. Good for yeah. you. And I, I mean, I'll just end it by saying, like, <laughs> growing up in the 80s and, and, you know, watching all those 80s comedy movies and stuff, I was led to believe that women would be walking around naked in windows more prevalent, prevalently when I grew up. Oh, yeah. That was like a big thing. Um, and all of those kind of pervy late seventies, early eighties, yeah. mid eighties movies. Exactly. So they yeah. lied I mean, Greta, again. Movies lied. If honestly, if you really want to go see boobs, just go to like Coachella, right? <laughs> go to something like that. It's they're gonna come out. They always do. Yeah. Go to a music fest. Yeah. Um, a little tip for our younger viewers, for our younger <laughs> viewers, <laughs> and also for our younger uh, for everyone. You know, even when you get to forty two years old, it's always fun seeing boobs. Just for some reason, it's always fun. It's, all, it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, at Monks, George tells Jerry about you know the whole sexy nurse and sexy patient beside him, um, but he is still king of the county, and George and Jerry is still lord of the manor. And Elaine comes in, uh, and she is. Uh, Still queen of the castle, uh, but she tells them all about JFK Jr. and um, just all that kind of stuff. So they're all where that set up. And my only note for this little scene, I I noticed it right now. I was like, you know what? 
George is very not annoying this episode. And we've talked about it before. Like, like we don't ever hate George, you know, but there are different aspects of George that are, can be kind of annoying. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought he was, yeah, this episode was like, Oh, it's, it's fun to, to remember why I love George when he's not annoying. Yeah, exactly. He's not, I, I like him this entire, he's relatable. Um, I mean, I can see, He's annoying for his mother. But that's, um, we all do that with our moms. Like, I, I don't ever well, count that. No, no, but I mean, like, right at this next scene where at the hospital, you know, George is there right on time because he wants to see the show. Yeah. And, you know, she she's hungry. She wants him to get her a sandwich and, yeah. and stuff like that. I, I think in that uh, that scene, I was relating to George more. I was oh, like, yeah. shut up, mom. Yeah. Just let me, do, let, me ha- let me have this. I know. Well, it's, it's kind of like. You know, yeah, if if your mom comes in and you were watching maybe like a sexy scene somewhere and you have to change it quickly yeah. and she's just like talking, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, mom, whatever. Just like get the fuck out of the room, mom, so I can turn it back to that scene. Like, yeah, we've all been there. I love that so. we're recording this on Mother's Day, by the way. Happy I, Mother's Day, everybody. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, God. This yeah. is either going to be our most popular episode or our, or our destroyed one. Everyone's going to kill us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this is where Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, ended. <laughs> no one else supported us. It ends lost on everyone. the contest. Uh, yeah. <sighs> All right. So anyway, there's just perfect timing with George there for that. Um, at the aerobics class, um, this lady who works there uh, is telling Elaine that JFK Jr. was asking about her. All this kind of stuff, you know, because she apparently shared a cab with him earlier on, uh, which obviously that was obviously a huge thing. If if I had a famous person that I wanted to talk to, I would have gladly lied and been like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going that way, too. And then I would have fucking stopped and, like, you know, paid for a, a Lyft back or an Uber back or whatever. Um Hell yeah, you one hundred percent. Yeah, you take advantage of those situations when they happen. That's a that's a life situation right there. I mean, honestly, yeah. like that's why you live in New York for for fun shit like that. Uh, when I was living in in downtown L.A., just like just because of the nature of of you know, you kind of get to know all the businesses in your neighborhood and like on your block. And my little bodega, you know, was run by this you know young young dude, and he was cool, and I always talked to him and everything. But one time I was you know I was off that day, um, you know, from home, uh, just kind of working from home. Home. And uh, I saw him downstairs, like when I was smoking a cigarette, and he was like, "Hey, man, uh, I got this bottle of like liquor. You want to go up to the roof and, and drink it? Because you lived in the same ha- you know place as me." Mm-hmm. And it was like fucking noon or something. But I was like, "Fuck it, who cares? Like <laughs> live, you know what I mean?" And uh, and I like that that Elaine, you know, take it, do it, you know, d- take that opportunity to go hang out with with uh, JFK Jr. I mean, that's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and she basically ended up because this will come out later. She ended up uh, she got dropped off at Jerry place uh and he's gonna he knows basically now he thinks that's where she lives yep exactly uh all right and so yeah so that's basically her what's going on with her right now um, and I, I will and- note real quick that i like uh elaine's big hair i think she's sexy when she's got her big hair uh, yeah yeah i mean she's trying to you know spice it up for uh, jfk jr at jerry's he's on the phone with his mother uh kramer's at the uh on the window watching for that girl he's being very peeping tom you know a little bit creepy but I find it funny, and you know, I, I'm. I don't want to excuse the behavior because it's not good behavior, but it's still funny. I mean, in this context, I'm. I don't know. I don't know how to how to put that into I, context for this for 2020. You know? Yeah, I know. I that's. I know that's the problem, but at the same time. There is like this unwritten law of people that live in cities in New York. It's like if your window's open, it's open. You know what I yeah. mean? Like close like you it's, said earlier, close the window. But yes, Kramer is being a little bit pervy and a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, that's a little bit a little bit of a red flag, but it's not huge. They 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 skirt it's, it. They skirt it. It skirts very a lot. Well. You're right. Because he's not like George McFly climbing a tree trying yeah, trying to look through a window right. through like, you know, the suburban neighborhood. They, they're just in a regular apartment looking across the street and you can see it. And, you know, you're right. There is much more of that understanding that you can get your window seen into in living in New York or a big yeah. city. Yeah. Oh, man, so. that's a that was a good reference, by the way, to, to McFly, because, man, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that does that. That's even that's even creepier. But yet mm-hmm. that was considered more like, you know, oh, boys just being boys. Yeah. Back in the yeah. Days. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, boys yeah. got away with a lot of. Bullshit. Uh, they still do, buddy. They still, they still do. do. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. 
I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. What's up, guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean? Uh, This isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now, back to the show. Uh, okay. Jerry, I like he Jerry says that, um, he's te- that he tells his mom that he's watching Tiny Toons on Nickelodeon. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. Tiny Toons didn't air on Nickelodeon at first. It, it aired, like, in syndication on Fox. And so I was like, I don't remember this. And so um, I looked it up. Ha-ha! <laughs> It did, it did air on Nickelodeon, but it didn't start airing on Nickelodeon until 1995, oh. three years after this episode. So gotcha, Jerry. I but, gotcha. But does that mean that, like, the writers were psychic? <laughs> you know? I they, must like, have they been. figured it out? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, at least it aired on um, – it aired on in syndication at first, but to, like, other different broadcasts depending on what uh, yeah. what era you lived in. Um, and then it was on Fox Kids from 1992 – Air, uh, time to 95 so probably in this time it probably was airing on fox kids yeah um but yeah but wasn't on Nickelodeon. And so like it just it just bothered me i remember i remember being like that wasn't a nickelodeon show why are they saying that yeah and you're a little bit younger than me but when i was noticing it i liked it because we talk about how we like when jerry's sort of childish you know uh, and mm-hmm. that he likes com- uh, com- uh, cartoons and comic books and stuff but yes. it did cause me to go hmm that doesn't sound quite right you know with the whole yeah. nickelodeon thing but then i was like ah, i moved on from but it's it. no big deal yeah. yeah yeah but also and tiny tunes tiny tunes also wasn't for babies no, and he kind of like they come back to a cut later and yes. it's like playing the wheels on the bus or Yes. some shit like that and it's like no tiny tunes was actually really for those in between and, ages and, and, like there was like preteen and i i actually took more of an offense with that part when, yes. when he was singing wheels on the bus go i was like oh no that's totally wrong for the exact reason that yeah. you said I, I wish they had just said he's watching looney tunes why didn't he yeah, just why yep. didn't he just say looney tunes and not tiny tunes i wholeheartedly agree and i don't yeah. know why yeah I, although although the wheels on the bus would not be applicable to looney tunes either no, yeah, yeah, that was younger than all of it. But I mean, the joke being, yeah. he is trying to <laughs> distract himself yeah. from looking at that naked lady De- desperately, and and the joke yes. works. Like the the joke works just fine. The way the camera is sort of on him doing his little singing the song, and Kramer's in the background. You know, basically I mean, he's, and, and he's just like making comments, <laughs> and he's like saying, "Yeah, uh, the naked lady, do, yeah, do, do, that, yeah, all this kind of stuff." That it's was perfect. Good. I loved how they, it kind of. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um. A uh, another night we cut to another night of no sleep for George and Jerry. 
but Elaine sleeps like a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. Um, in the AM, George and Jerry, they're just so irritated at each other. I love this because, yeah, it's so true. If you don't get that <laughs> release, um, your brain does not work properly. It is, it is, a, it is a very soothing effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have no other way to say it. it's bio. It's biology, guys. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. It's hormones. Like that's just how that shit works. Um, Elaine comes in and she kind of quietly sets her money on the counter, and they flip out because she <laughs> lost it. Obviously, thinking too much about JFK Jr. The um, queen is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The queen is dead. Uh, so now it's down to just George and Jerry. At night. Things are getting a little hot and heavy with Marla. She's ready to go. She's ready for the first time for Jerry. And Jerry stupidly brings up this contest. And she is mortified. Uh, She leaves and, you know, Jerry just... (laughs) The second she leaves the door... (laughs) um, he goes right for that window. <laughs> you gotta see. You gotta see him kind of think to himself for half a second, and then he just very triumphantly marches towards that window. And that's one of the things that I love the most about the Jerry Seinfeld character is that he doesn't dwell on Marla breaking up with him. He's just like, oh yeah. well, even Steven, I guess. Uh, you know, next uh, week I'll be fine. You know, yeah. sitcom wise. But uh, it's it's great. Yeah, I love his. And he does like a little walk. He's like, well, okay, walks over to the window. <laughs> now uh, this is late, happening. Now this is- so uh, George uh, comes up uh, not too much later, but saying that JFK Jr. was talking with Marla. Um, also, you know, Elaine's up there. I don't know why Elaine was up there at oh, all no, oh, and didn't just stay down there. Yeah, you were. Uh, you probably were taking notes, but yeah, there was a quick, quick scene uh, when um, yeah of Marla and Elaine yeah, talking yeah. to each other. Yeah, and uh, but yeah. like. But why did Elaine go upstairs? Why didn't yeah. she just stay down? Yeah, so she went upstairs, I guess, because I'm just following the logic of it. So she saw Marla. Marla was upset. So she's like, oh, let me go find out from Jerry why. But why would she at all supersede wanting to yeah. – she could have talked to Jerry the next day or called him later. I would have done that. You know, I, exactly. But you know what? Hey, I guess that shows actually Elaine is a, is a pretty damn good friend when you think about it. I guess so. We'll have to make that assumption because that was the only kind of real confusing part to me. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You were just – we just established you were downstairs and then with Marla and then you were upstairs with Jerry um, and George but like and she misses that JFK Jr. was there because George says oh no he was talking to Marla or whatever Um, so it was all just like wait wait, why would you dare leave that downstairs because you know that was that was your chance but whatever I'll I'll assume that your reasoning is correct and she wanted to get more info or something your your reasoning is probably correct. She's probably not a great friend. She probably just wants the gossip. Yeah, just wants the gossip. Um, but uh, then Jerry sees Kramer over at the naked woman's apartment, and they're all kind of surprised. Uh, it's uh, kind of funny. And Elaine and George and Jerry, we now get another sleep scene. All four of them are sleeping like a baby. But this time, Kramer has uh, the naked lady on his arm. And then we cut to Marla, who apparently just had her first time with JFK Jr. And if this was the 90s and that was your first time, that would have been, um, I don't know, uh, memorable for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm sure. And like you said, with the whole sleeping thing, uh, perfect use of like the rule of threes when it comes to like comedy. You always yeah, do, do you do the setup, you do the middle, and then you do the the third one mm-hmm. is like the punchline. Yeah. And, and it's this one, just, yeah, everybody's sleeping, so we can assume yeah. everybody. Yep. You know, yep. the contest is over now. We got the joke. We and and yep. and the 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 uproar, the applause that that they got at the end of this. Uh, I noticed another weird cackling uh, lady mm. in in the crowd on this one. Uh, I was like, huh, there's a weird, but uh, deserved, so well deserved the 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 uproarious applause that this episode got at the end, like that. Yep. Uh, and then we end up with a stand-up on men wanting to see women naked. Yeah, another one. Another one Very that's... relatable <laughs> to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, men want to see women naked. Whatever it is they won't show us, that's what we're obsessed with. I mean, if women always wore hats in public all the time, you'd see uh, you'd see men buying Playhead magazine. <laughs> you know, the skulls <laughs> of the Big Ten. Uh, that would be the only thing that uh, that we were interested in. He's like, let's uh, let's start worrying about the cultures we see uh, National Geographic. 
geographic where everyone's everybody's already naked. And he's like, well, what are the men in those countries obsessed with? He's like, what are they trying to look at when women walk by? How could you even have a strip club in a place like that? The woman goes, uh, the woman goes on stage, takes off her necklace, takes uh, the ring out of her nose, and uh, shows over. The men in the audience go, boy, did you see that little indentation on the top of her lip? I told you, man, this place is hot. Um, yeah, it's not as, not as good as the first, one. not as good as the first one, although it started out perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've literally always wondered, like, like it's, it's the chicken in the egg, egg scenario. Are we obsessed as, uh, with, you know, breasts because we never get to see them? It's, you know, or, you know, other reasons. And I think it's, it's, it's great. I think it just, it mm-hmm. wasn't perfect, unfortunately, um, yeah. at, at the very, very end. So what, uh, what are your thoughts on the episode, buddy? Well, this episode is widely regarded as one of, if not the best episode of Seinfeld. Like when you do multiple polls or, you know, uh, other online places have kind of done all those kind of, oh, what are the top 10 episodes of Seinfeld or ranking every episode of Seinfeld, whatever. This one routinely is in the top five, if not three, if not more often than not number one. Um, So it's, uh, you know, I don't know if that kind of swayed any of my rank here or not? I, I I don't think so. I like to think that I've been pretty objective so far. Um, I would say, you know, I, I the way that they did handle the contest was great. We didn't have to see that Jerry put his money in. We know that George won the contest. Um, it's a somewhat ambiguous because they all, we don't get that in, in between time where George is the only one who can't sleep and he wins, but I don't need to be told that. Yeah. Um, you know, this little handle. We saw jo- Jerry walking to that window was all we needed to know that he was out, you know, and it probably didn't take long. But that was my only kind of some another kind of somewhat issue I had. Like, how much time went from when Marla went downstairs and then George and Elaine came upstairs? Yeah, see, I don't think I don't think Jerry took care of business in that time. But I think mm. I think what what him looking and him doing that. Well, okay, now this is happening. I do think it was implied that that night, yeah, it, it is going to happen. But there was not enough time for him. There was to not. Do that. Yeah, there's not much. I think that he still the implication that he's that he did do it in that time. Now, if you waited a couple of days, yeah. you don't need too much. And then it's just a couple yeah. touches and then you're done. It's over. It's, yeah. He's done in two so seconds. So I think, I think it was quick enough that he probably could get it done. Um, you know, if you're doing realistically, but it, it wasn't set up to perfectly tell us. So it was yeah. somewhat ambiguous, but I, I think it's pretty clear, at least in my head, uh, that George won the contest overall. This episode was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. It's so funny, and and probably as a guy, I take it a little bit funnier than females do. Maybe not. I'm sure you know females can absolutely relate to some of it, um, for sure. I mean, there's uh, the Elaine part, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're all sexual beings. We're all sexual beings, male, female. A not well. I was gonna say if you're asexual, but if you're asexual, <laughs> then you're not. That's the exact opposite of being really a sexual being. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I'd say the majority of of humans out there are sexual beings, and they understand this episode from whatever way I feel maybe we get a little bit more out of it because we understand three-fourths of the main characters a little bit more and particularly Jerry's stuff we we just we get a little bit more um and I fucking loved this episode I gave it five out of five sponge baths I thought it was the best episode I've seen yet oh my god you said that we maybe we're never gonna get a five and I was watching this one and I was like I wonder if Adam's gonna give this one a five I, I, I thought, I was like, well, should I give it a 4.5? And I gave, um, I think, a couple episodes of 4.5 now. But when I really thought about it, man, this this is probably the best episode. And, and if it's not, I'm excited to see what else might tie it. Yeah. And if I get a couple, couple five out of fives, yeah. then so be it. But this episode is fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, man, I... I I don't have anything much to add to that. Um, everything you said is is applicable. Um, I I got so much out of this episode. I got so much out of this episode when I was thirteen, and I got so much out of this episode when I was forty two. You know, it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's amazing. It's it's fantastic. The dialogue is great. Uh, I loved all the characters. I loved everything that they had to do. They all had something good to do that related to the story, even when they moved away from, you know, like Elaine mm-hmm. going to the gym or something. It was still relating to the story, and I think that's what I always, that's what I have a hard time with when when they move away and, you know, follow other characters. If it's mm-hmm. not something to do with the main storyline. And here it totally is. Everything is, is connected 
did. The writing is top fucking notch right out of the gate. Uh, Watching the episode prior, The Virgin, I think, enhanced this episode, but is not necessary because right out of the gate, they tell you that Marla is the quote unquote, the Virgin. So you already know what you need to know. You know that Mm -hmm. they have a little, you know, tag name for her and we're getting used to that in Seinfeld anyways, and it'll become more prevalent later. But all I have to say, and and the reason I give it 4.5, Hot spongebacks out of five is because (laughs) he almost had a two perfect stand-up sets. He almost had two perfect ones. And that last one just did not stick the landing. And it was such a good buildup that I was like, oh, my God. And and for me, for me, I guess I guess what I'm looking at here, and it's only this episode has sort of caused me to sort of realize it, is that I also need the stand-up to kind of be Mm. good as well. And we've had some great stand-ups that have been on subpar, you know, episodes. And those are – and they kind of elevate the episode. And we've seen some – crappy stand-ups on some fantastic episodes and uh and they they bring it down a little bit here man the stand-up bro was like like i don't know i don't know like like 80 percent great like you know what i mean like it was god damn that one (laughs) even if they just cut it before he got to the whole you know national geographic african tribe things like oh because it also felt a little racist too Mm. and i was like huh so yeah that's literally the only fucking thing that that knocked it down for me that is it and i think i'm looking for i'm looking for a perfect stand-up set to go with my perfect episode have have you done a, a five out of five yet I honestly do not think that I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I All thought, right. honestly, this was going to be it until that last stand up. Truthfully. Yeah. Truthfully. All right. Yeah. But still a great man. My God. I, I'm so happy that it didn't let us down, dude. I'm so happy that, that we were we were excited for it and it, it hit everything that we wanted it to be. Yeah. I mean, the real question is, are you still master of your domain? Oh, God. I was a master of my domain this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, TMI. <laughs> All right, Corey, besides that, how about you let us know uh, where where else on the internet and, and podcasts and all that kind of stuff that people can find you if they want to hear you talk about anything besides <laughs> masturbation? Well, then that's no podcast. So <laughs> um, you can find me uh, talking to my buddy Zach, uh, our buddy Zach, um, on mm-hmm. Podcasting After Dark, uh, talking about cult movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, we just re-released uh, Night of the Comet. So if you, that kind of tells you the movies that we sort of talk about on that show. And uh, you can listen to me uh, every week talking about comic books with our pal Tess over at the Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. We've had uh, uh, Adam on there. We've had uh, John on there. We've had uh, Tim and Dean from Talking Back on there. Uh, all talking about comic books and stuff. Still need to get Brent uh, from yep. Friday Five on there. But uh, we're having fun. We're having a good, good time. And uh, uh, I was about to call you Zach. Adam, my, my man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Too, too many podcasts. And now I'm just yeah. about being master of my domain. Um, Adam, where can we find you, buddy? <laughs> um, don't want to think about that ever again. No, no, uh, no. Okay. You can find me um, besides... Cartwright, I have a podcast with my two podcasts now with my brother um, that uh, our first one called Blast from Our Blast from Our Past podcast, where we talk about all things nostalgia. We had Corey on it not too long ago um, for Aliens Day, which was a fantastic episode. Um, if you guys like mine and Corey's dynamic, you sprinkle in a, a little you know shaker of my brother, and you get that uh, some op- awesome episodes. And we talk about aliens, which is one of Corey's favorite things. So I highly recommend you guys going to check that episode out if you haven't already. Uh, and then also, John and I have started a bi-weekly, well, bi-weekly is in every two-week podcast where we do po- n- nostalgic trivia called Throwback Trivia Takedown, um, where we have two people go head-to-head on uh, pop culture trivia from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So check that one out as well. And that's, uh, yeah. You can find those podcasts, the ones I mentioned, uh, as well as Talking Back in Friday Five. You can find everything over at our podcast network website, and that's www.bfopnetwork.com. That's bfopnetwork.com, otherwise known as BFOP Network, the BFOP. I, I know now, after almost uh, over 50 episodes, I know now to wait for Adam to, <laughs> to say his lines. But uh, It almost if, sounds um, like beef hop. That's, I always get in my head, I say it beef hop, like you're hopping over beef. 
beef hot. I love it. It's a beef. You know what? Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, and if you're and if you're new, new to the show, and you are looking for uh, our our first couple of seasons, you can find all of them on our Patreon, and that's uh, Patreon.com/slash/Cartwright. Again, that's Patreon.com/slash/Cartwright, and you can unlock right now every single ap- episode from our back catalog for just one dollar a month, and uh, you know all proceeds go to help keep the show on the air and everything usual costs that that come with uh running a show like this uh server costs etc but uh we do know that the economy is gonna take a huge dive soon if not already and i know a lot of people are feeling it so totally understand what? if you guys they all they got their uh, stimulus checks how come they can't put all that <laughs> yeah, stimulus yeah. check into uh, our podcast huh? uh, all of it yeah <laughs> give us all of it give us all the stimulus check uh, but uh we get it and uh if, if you know times are tough we totally understand that a free way to help the podcast is to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts it's still the best sort of way for for people to find us and everything and we appreciate yeah. all the five-star reviews we already have on there so, uh, for Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, I'm Corey. And I'm Adam. <laughs> and next week, we will be talking about the airport. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bucks. 